We're diving into the Kingsman's origins with mixed results today on Talking About the King's Man. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about The King's Man, which is the third film in the Kingsman series, and also the prequel. So it's kind of the origin story for the uh, the fun spy agency from the previous two films. And I thought it was okay. Uh, there's some missing pieces or pieces that don't fit together well. So I thought I'd talk about those. So without further ado, let's get started. For a fella who's jumped around different intellectual property, seemingly at will, I find it interesting that director Matthew Vaughn has gone all in on his Kingsman series. Perhaps he enjoys the ability or excuse to set his films in Great Britain, or maybe because the series grants him a touch more creative Freeman than a Neil Gaiman or a more famous comic book adaptation would. Either way, I was curious to see which direction the King's Man decided to go, and was a bit surprised. The movie follows Ralph Fiennes as Orlando, the Duke of Oxford, a formal, former soldier who's given up his fighting days to do charity work, doubly so after the tragic killing of his wife during a Red Cross mission in the Boer War. Hoping to keep his country and son safe as World War I begins and rages on, Orlando begins an independent spy mission to end the conflict before his eager-to-serve son hits the front lines. So, I did have to readjust while watching this movie. The previous two Kingsman movies were James Bond-esque romps with a bunch of gadgets, absurd villains, and deliciously over-the-top action scenes, Matthew Vaughn's specialty, both both of which were couched in this boy-becoming-a-man-through-line through our lead character, Eggsy. The first movie is about him living up to his potential, and the second one was about him settling down, and yeah, that one's a bit messier. Basically, it's like they took a British costume drama and made it a ridiculous action movie. That said, the emphasis has always been on the action and comedy, more so than the drama. The King's Man, however, flips the script, and I don't think it's in the movie's favor. The baseline this time around is the conflict between Orlando, who is overprotective and overbearing when it comes to his son Conrad, and Conrad's headstrong belief that he is built for battle and has duty to do so. That's not necessarily a problem if he's if they're pushing towards some kind of middle ground between the two, since sometimes you do have to fight to do what's right. The problem is the setting, because the movie is set in World War I. And I honestly can't think of a less rational time to join the British Army than World War I. War is always hell, but World War I is famously the gigantic conflict that led to a greater conflict and cost millions of lives, seemingly for no reason. It is mostly known as the war that killed the public's obsession with glorious battle once the soldiers and pictures from the battlefield got home. And when you make a movie about World War I, you're making a movie about the futility of war, whether it's 1917 or All Quiet on the Western Front. So Conrad being gung-ho about going to that particular battle? Well, we know he's wrong-headed about it, even if his dad is overprotective. And that leads us to the tone problem. The fun thing about the Kingsman movies is that they apply a cartoonish logic to the James Bond franchise. The Bond movies have always been silly, but the Kingsman movies ratchet that up to 11. It's also where director Matthew Vaughn has the most fun and has a natural knack for blending action and comedy. So scenes like the giant group battle against Rasputin, who is played to perfection by Rizzi fans, by the way, are perfection. 
but also feel like they came in from an entirely different movie. It's like a Looney Tunes fight showing up in the middle of Brief Encounter or an old James Ivory movie. This isn't the fault of the cast who do everything the script asks of them, including committed physical performances from Ralph Fiennes, Gemma Archerton, Shimon Hansu, and Harris Dixon. They gave each scene more weight than it would have otherwise, but the script's at war with itself, and the movie suffers accordingly. The verdict, is it's un- the verdict is it's unfocused. Though it has an intriguing premise, The King's Man's shift between dour drama and campy action doesn't quite work. 5 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.